This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. everybody. Keith Angle for TGI Sports Talk right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. We're going to have our live Major League Baseball 2022 preview with my very special guest host, Drew Ehrlich. He is our uh, one of our local baseball gurus. Uh, to, to put a label on him, I don't like to label people, but I'll label Drew tonight. We're going to be live tonight. We're live on Roku tonight, not tape delayed, uh, plausibly live, whatever term you want to use. We're also live on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, uh, both on the Facebook, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the TGI Sports Talk uh, uh, page and the uh, Northeast Streaming Sports pages of both Facebook and YouTube. So hope you're here to enjoy two hours of dissecting the American League, the National League, Playoffs, award winners, things that are ticking us off. Well, at least me. And we'll get your comments in there as well. Good evening, Carlos. Good to have you here. And without further ado, I will bring in my special guest host, Drew Curley. Good evening, Drew. Good evening, Keith. Thanks for having me back. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Enjoying retirement. (laughs) Happy retirement. I'm glad I could keep you working for a few days during retirement. Definitely. Baseball keeps me working. <laughs> you know, as we head into the 2022 season, we're glad we've got a season, right? Um, oh, jeez. With the lockout and some of the nonsense went on there, the millionaires against billionaires. And look at, you know, I, and I'll start out here. Baseball is still, you know, a passion of mine. It was always my sport growing up. And as much as they tried to chase me away, with seven-inning doubleheaders, which, thank God, are gone. With ghost runners, which we can't seem to get rid of. Now the universal DH, which I learned to live with. we got to eliminate the shift. Let's, let's start tonight by saying let's stop trying to fix the game and just play it the way it's always been played and enforce the rules we already have, and we can have a wonderful game. That's uh, a concept, but it's all about the bucks. It is. I'm getting that feedback again now. Somebody out there, tell me if you're hearing that feedback uh, when Drew Mike opens up a little bit. We'll see what we got to do. Anyway, let's see who else is here tonight. We said hello to Carlos. We'll say hello to Rick Sherlock. Good evening, Rick. Carlos is, uh, he's all over the Padres. We'll get into that later, Carlos, I promise you. There's another one, Alan. He's all over the Rangers. And yeah, Carlos is getting a stack. I'm not sure what to do here. Um, you know what we'll do, Drew? I'm going to eat up some time. I want you to reboot your laptop entirely and then come back. Okay. All right. We'll try one more thing. Thanks, guys. All right. So I will keep you guys company while Drew reboots. Again, we're going to go through tonight. I'll give you a little uh, preamble of what we're going to do. So we're going to go through the divisions. We're going to talk about the over-unders for each team and, and whether we think they'll go over or under the weak strengths and weaknesses of these teams and who will win the divisions. Um. You know, some storylines for the teams. <clears throat> Maybe not every team. We'll, we won't go. We'll get your comments in as much as we can. Um, 
And we'll also talk about the the playoffs and, you know, how we rank them. And another thing I'm ticked off about, I didn't mention to, to Drew, and I will when he comes back. You know, the extended, the, the extended playoffs, I mean, why do we need 12 teams? Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about who we think will win, who we think will uh, be the ultimate World Series champions. I've got some surprises in my picks, I think, and some, some chalk. Some of the storylines that we want to look out for, and well, hopefully we'll get to our award winners as well. So what do we got here? Let's see. So the Mets open in D.C. Yuck. Well, you know what? Washington's terrible. Good place for the Mets to open up. I got some good thoughts about the Mets. I don't think Carlos will like the reason I like the Mets, but that's fine. Uh, Alan, sorry about Sunday. You were right about Frank Gore. You know, Rick, I was I was with you. I did not uh, get that. We won't get into too much football here, obviously, but um, I was a little surprised to see that myself. Let's give Drew a shot here. Good evening, Drew Ehrlich, for the second time. Hey, it's almost like I've been here before. Well, right now we're really good, so let's hope that stays that way. That didn't last time. Well, it's much clearer even when you came back last time, so maybe we just need a quick reboot and clear the system. Sometimes you need that, right? So I was just talking, too, about, uh, you know, I was giving a little rundown of what we're going to do tonight. We'll jump into this here in a second. I got to the playoffs, and it reminded me one of the other things I don't understand. (laughs) Why do I need 12 teams in the playoffs and a team gets a bye, and, you know, who wants to sit around? Are you really rewarding? And we'll start with this question before we jump into things. Are we really rewarding the best te- records by letting them sit out nearly a week by the time this best – well, maybe a week by the time this best of three series has played before them? Depends on their health situation, I suppose. But yeah. it's – Baseball players get used to playing every day, right, not sitting out for five days. Correct. And it's it's as usual. It's about the money. It's about mm-hmm. having more people involved. It's about turnstiles. It's about selling concessions. It's all about – the money to pay for the new contract which they've just signed carl's got a good point sounds like the little league playoffs so that's like 112 teams in there but still you're right carlos i i said you're right carlos what the heck is going on here i turned into a different person (laughs) and we're gonna have the basketball playoffs soon we'll have play-ins and everything (laughs) you know i mean you you basically do the only thing i like about this format and they should have done this before um is the fact that the higher-seeded team is going to play all three of those games at home, which I kind of like because there should be some penalty for just sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the compromise they made because of all the other damage they did. So uh, There's just, you know. And then you're going to have the teams tanking, which we'll probably touch on at some point too because that's another one of my pet peeves. And there, to me, there's an easy way to get rid of it. But I thought the contract took care of that. Well, well, <laughs> I don't think it really handles it. And this idea, since, it, since we're on the topic, and then we'll dive into the divisions, since we're on this topic of tanking, I brought this up, and it, this works for every sport. And it's not, believe me, it's not my original idea. I latched onto it. I think it was Buster only. I'm not positive. Um, but he had a great point. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball, the teams that just missed the playoffs, they're the number one pick. The guy who just missed out is number one, number two, number three, and so on. Teams have no incentive to lose that way. But makes too much sense. Nobody's ever going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and all the small market teams will fight it. So Yeah. Well, we're talking about the Diamondbacks will tank until they're a consistent team. Because they're a consistent team. That's pretty funny, actually. 
Oh my God. And Alan says, good time to be a sports fan right now. Alan always comes in with uh he's he's excited about the USFL. That's another whole show, Alan. We'll maybe we'll get into that some Sunday. I don't know yet. I can't get myself excited, but we'll try. Let's get excited now. Let's get just jump into this full board. Let's get started with the American League. We'll look at our preview. We'll look at the you know who we think will win the divisions. We'll go team by team. We'll we'll pick the uh uh, whether we like them to go over or under the uh, the projected win totals, and uh, you know who might be surprises and disappointments uh, in each division. So, since we're in the American League, I guess we got to start in the American League East, as expected. <laughs> Where my Yankees, I have no hope for. I really do not. I will tell you right now. I think, I think this team is destined to miss the playoffs. Um, I think they should have got rid of Aaron Boone last year during the middle of the season, and they should have. And the guy who I wanted managing the team is now managing your team across town, and uh, that's one of the reasons I'll give the Mets a little boost later on. But I think this division, Toronto's done tremendous. Uh, I think they've done a tremendous job with this team uh, over the last couple of years. They won 91 games and didn't make the playoffs last year. That's things, right? But I see that I see. Pretty much, I see the Red Sox. I can see the the Rays falling back a little bit. I see the Yankees falling back a lot. They could fall back towards 500 in my mind. And of course, the Orioles are the Orioles. So, <laughs> you know, I just I just don't see this. I see you know Toronto winning this division, and I'm not sure that there'll be another. Maybe Boston. We'll talk about that in a second, but I think Boston may have a shot at a wild card, but I think this is Toronto's division to lose. Okay, I agree with you on Toronto. I I actually had them picked last year, so I was apparently ahead of my time. Um, But they've made some moves since that I think strengthened them quite a bit. Um, Obviously picking up um, Gosman to take the place of uh, losing Ray. Um, The move for, for... Chapman was a good move, I think. Uh, it, it, it moves uh, Biggio over to second, and uh, that strengthens the defense and gives them an opportunity to platoon there if they want to. Uh, infield's really strong. Actually, the outfield's decent, too. Big big problem with them, though, is they don't have a lot of depth. Yeah, and, you know, the trade deadline, I think, will be important for them. You know, somebody like, and I, I saw this uh, mentioned the other day by somebody, I don't remember who it was, but Joey Votto, to me, isn't going to be long for Cincinnati. That team's going to be terrible. And I wouldn't doubt that they move him or look to move him at midseason. And he would fit, that left-handed bat would fit really well in this lineup. Uh, something that I think Toronto sorely needs is a little a left-handed bat with some pop. Yeah, the only left-hander they got is this year. Yeah. And, and I think a whole season of uh, Jose Barrios is also going to be uh, uh, helpful for Toronto. He's a good pitcher. You know, yes. he pitched in some in an anonymity up there in Minnesota, and now he's going to, you know, be on a bigger stage here in the Yale East, I think. His big issue in Minnesota was that he was always a first-half pitcher. For some reason, he'd always lose it in the second half. Like, based on last year, it seems like Toronto took care of that issue. Toronto, let's see what Carlos the guy why we're saying this. That's why I was saying uh, Bluebirds is not deep enough. Well, you know, again, nobody needs to be deep until they have injuries. And this year is going to be, you know, maybe more so than any other year, uh, a problem. The Yankees are coming out probably going to carry 16 pitchers when they start with three bench players. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the numbers are a little inflated at this point because of the expanded rosters, and that ends in May. So it'll be interesting to see what the moves are after that. Who? I mean, if somebody was going to overperform here, um, you know, surprise us. So uh, Toronto wouldn't surprise us. Well, surprise can be good or bad. Again, my surprise, I guess, with the Yankees are going to stink. So they're going to be my surprise and my disappointment. The Yankees are not going to be as good as people think. They're not deep enough. The pitching staff is, is a mess to me after Cole. And uh, they've still got holes at, uh, in the outfield. And I don't think the trade with Minnesota is, helps them that much. Other than get Gary, Sanch off, Gary Sanchez off the roster. That's not a small thing. I mean, certainly from a defensive standpoint. Um, I actually have the Yankees third. Um, not not a, a solid third, but third. Um, I'll buck the trend with where uh, a lot of the pundits have the Rays and the Red Sox. Um, but, yeah, it's basically Cole and a lot of praying. And, you know, the outfield, you know, Hicks has probably hurt himself just while we're talking about him. Um you know, that's a weak spot. Um, you know, the catching is much better defensively. But it, they can't hit. Carlos says Matt's will win 10 games. I don't know if that's a, like... Uh, we're not in that league yet. We'll, we'll discuss that. No, Matt's is in uh, Toronto, isn't he? Matt's? No, he was. He's now in St. Louis. No, there you go. Caught me, caught me off guard with that one. Nice, Carlos. You didn't know either, Carlos. So there you go. You caught me. You, you threw me under the bus. He also has Tampa in first. I think Tampa's going to take a step back this year. Um, I mean, they surprise me every year. I probably say this every single year, um, and they find a way to do it with mirrors and smoke. But uh, what are your thoughts on Tampa? Yeah, I, I have always. They never looked much, much on paper, but somehow they're always there. It's great management. I mean, take a look at all the teams that have stolen them. The Dodgers, the Reds. You know, I mean, they just know what they're doing. Um, it's it's really weird um, how they manage to pull it off. But they're always big on prospects, develop. Um, it's a solid organization, and that's why I still have a second. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's... it's I would say it's a bold pick, but heck, this team won 100 games last year, and they find a way to compete every year. And, and I pick them down every year. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to have that many Yankees battling out for a third and fourth is where I got those two teams. So let's let's go quickly through the over unders here in this uh, in this division. We'll start we'll start with the Blue Jays at 92 and a half. I'm going over here. I, I love all these halves. Like I got to get half a game. Well, that's for the gamblers, so we don't lose. You know? I know. I, I say we don't tie, rather, I should say. Yeah, I've got Toronto. I've got Toronto. Yeah, and you're getting static again, they're telling me. Good grief. Um, that's interesting. I don't hear it. Yeah, it's there, but um, – so don't re- – rebooting didn't help for much longer. So if we have to pop you out, we'll pop you back in. Let's do the over-unders here, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry. I got the over. What'd you do? I went over. Yeah, I went over. Okay. Boston, who I'm picking second, 85, 85.5. I got to take over there. I actually have I actually more have than I more than think. That sounds about that right. Sounds about right. Actually. Okay. Try, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, 89 and a half. I obviously I'm going under there. I'm going I'm over, but not over, by much. But not by much. Yankees 92 and a half, way under for me. 
I got definitely got there as my comment. And uh, Baltimore, <laughs> I actually have right there. <laughs> I'm going to take go out on a limb. 62 and a half is pretty bad already. I'm going under the 62 and a half. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, I'll, just say, I'll, I'll agree with you. That's, uh, that's uh, they're pitiful. They're pitiful. I actually have. I actually have. Both fans are a mess. They just traded away Scott. So now they're both fans are a mess. They're infield. They're in the infield. They're in the infield. And if you're talking about their bench, the best thing on it right now is the water. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They're looking for their prospects and prospects to come up. Yeah. Drew, why don't you pop out? Don't reboot. Just pop out of the room or pop out and come back into the uh, to the link again. Maybe we'll, at least we get it for a few minutes. Good, and then we'll, if we have, we got to go in and out. We'll do that to keep it good. Okay, because it's deteriorating. So, guys, there's our. We started with the the American League East. Um, we'll share your comments here when Drew gets back in. This is excellent. We'll call Ellen in from the bullpen here. Maybe she can uh, be the IT person here. Uh, there's your back. So I got uh, you see me now, you know. Rick's got you. So now you're fine. So I don't know. Something's happening as we go along. It develops it, over time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was getting worse as we went along. So we'll just have to kind of pop you in and out if we have to. So anyway, story we'll, of my life. We'll get a couple of comments. Rick, uh, Rick did say you should call for help from Ellen from the bullpen here, which is really kind of funny, actually, when you think it, about it. It's very funny. <laughs> well, see if I can catch up with us. She few hates technical things. stuff. <laughs> Um, Tampa's defense, that's what keeps them in the games and young pitchers. You know, I, I you know, it's funny. We were at the, uh, I think Neil said something at the, uh, at the draft, at the draft that he hates Kevin Cash. I hate Kevin Cash's attitude thinking his pitchers are getting thrown at or players are getting thrown at all the time. But I really think the way Tampa plays is much closer to the way I want to see the game of baseball played fundamentally sound baseball that I like to see. Yeah. They're big on defense. They're big on speed. Um, they still need to work on guys being able to take pitches and, and improve their on-base percentages. And they still have guys with some bad platoons. Uh, they just brought up uh, one of their biggest rookies, uh, Josh uh, Lowe. And uh, once and they traded up. Meadows. Yeah, I, was, I just put that up. Uh, Alan had uh, texted me earlier to let me know that. So that's, you know, that's that's typical um Tampa uh, maneuvering, though, right? Move out yeah, the- because they got young guys, and they don't wait. I mean, Wanda Franco, what is he, 20? <laughs> I mean, 21? I mean, they're not, they don't, they're not shy about it. That kid's going to be a great – he's a great player now, I think. He's going to be a great player. He yeah, could be a sleeper. Uh, you know, if they perform well and above my expectations, I think he could be a sleeper for the MVP in the American League. He could be. I think Who there's bigger can? people that could do it, but, yeah. I mean, all these awards guys can come out of nowhere. So, well, that's the thing. You never know. You know, and so can the teams, right? I mean, listen, my picks were so far off, I think, last year, except I picked the Braves to win a World Series. The only thing I did right, which I guess is all that matters at the end, but I don't think I had another pick right the whole time. So, you had the Red Sox second? Last year, this year? Yeah. Yeah, this year. Yeah, last year I picked them last, by the way. That's what. Yeah, I know. Oh, let's see. You got the Red Sox second. You got the Rays third. Yankees fourth. I have the Yankees fourth, and yes, the Orioles fifth. Shocker. Okay. Just recording it for posterity. 
Over under in Tampa B, uh, whether they get 8,000 fans in the stands for opening day. I'll take the over there. But the rest of the year, no. Does that, you know, it's a good point. So does Tampa deserve this team? Well, first off, technically, if you've ever been to their stadium, it's not even in Tampa. It's actually in St. Petersburg across the bay. Exactly. Um, good point. Very good point. And they're, they're, the fans don't support them even when they do well. Uh, they've been trying to bail. They're tied into the stadium. It's, it's not a great situation, uh, which is why they play the baseball that they play. Was it Tampa that was talking about playing half their games in Montreal? It was indeed. I don't see how that can work either, by the way. But Well, MLB made sure it didn't. So <laughs> I think these teams have got – I mean, you got to support your teams, guys. If you, Don't cry when teams carpet bag out of your city. If you're not going to support them, win or lose. They're, they're winning and they're not supporting them. I don't right. get it. I don't get it. The stadium's not a, it's not a great stadium either. I, I love no. all the uh, – Ones where the balls go up and hit the speakers and drop back down. It's always they, yeah. they got the silly ground rules and stuff. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, whoops. What the hell did I do here? Hope that was just me going the wrong way. So, anyway, there's our picks for the American League East for now. If we have to come back, we will come back with comments if we have to as we go along. But we're going to move on to the American League Central. Mm. I find very interesting this year. Um, I do like Chicago. I think Chicago is just loaded with talent. It's going to be very hard for them to find a way to lose this division. But I like some surprises here. I like Minnesota to finish second here and and compete for a playoff spot. And uh, Rocco Baldelli, who I like a lot as a manager. They had a tough year last year. And yes, this was one of my picks last year. I think I picked maybe to win the division. I don't remember. I did have them in the playoffs, and they stunk it up. But I like some of the moves they've done. Uh, the, the the Korea signing was a big surprise. It's a one year deal, you know. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, essentially. So he may only be there a year, but I like some of the things they've done. If they can keep uh, uh, Brian Buxton uh, healthy for you know 130 or 40 games, they can really be something special. If he's healthy, he's a really high MVP candidate. Uh, yeah. The the tools that we've heard about his tools. We've seen him in increments. Then he gets injured. Someone breathes on him. That's the end of him. Uh, he runs into a wall, whatever. Um, if he were healthy, it, he could carry a team by himself just with his skill set. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but it would be nice to see what he could do over a good season's worth. Yeah, I kind of like the lineup. With, with If he stays healthy in Polanco and, and, and Korea, to see them play together will be interesting. Their pitching is probably their, what's going to be their downfall here. Sonny Gray's their number one. so Yeah, and adding Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy is not exactly inspiring. You know? No, I thought that Brian Cashman might be the GM there this year, bringing guys that are injury risks for crying out loud. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, they do have one prospect they brought up, which is uh, Johan Duran. Uh, he's a reliever, throws fire, um, and and he's 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 a good rookie, and he's going to accept. They need his help. All I got right now is Taylor and Duffy in the, in the bullpen, so that would be a good addition. Well, we're rooting for Taylor to keep that job for reasons we won't talk about here. Um, <laughs> and who knows? You know what? As much as I don't, I dislike Gary Sanchez in New York. 
I know that one of the reasons I'm positive. One of the reasons the Yankees were so hesitant to move him is they're scared to death. He's going to go somewhere else and be what they thought he was going to be. And it's possible getting out. You know what? Some guys just can't play in New York and, Getting out of town might be the best thing that ever happened to Gary Sanchez. It's possible. I mean, the big advantage that they have with him over Garver is Garver was also one of those getting hurt people all the time. So yeah. so the power quotient, if you will, is going to be about the same, but they're going to get more of it from Sanchez because he stays healthy. On the other hand, it's not a great home run park. No. Sure. So that may mitigate it a little bit. and Basically, yeah, okay, he's been there longer, but he still may not hit at the same rate. So, you know, and I think the bigger issue is going to be the pitchers are going to get pretty sick of them. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I think the pitching staff will be a bigger problem than the weather, Carlos, myself. They played outside for a long time there. It's, well, who's put this up? Can Sonny Gray help these guys? Listen, Sonny Gray's pitched great everywhere except New York. Another guy who could not deal with whatever it is with New York, the press, the fans, the combination of the both. Yeah. Um, it's just a different place to play than any place else in the country, in my mind. And Good Sonny picture. Gray, I don't think anyone would ever consider him a one, a number one. Though. No, I would not say that. No, that's – if he, he, he's certainly a good three. But, uh, you know, if he's leading your staff, that's certainly a sign of potential problems. But I'm going to stick with my uh, – That'll be my surprise in this division. And one of the surprises in the American League for me will be the Minnesota Twins. Back to the division itself. The White Sox, as I said, are loaded. I don't see any way, any way they can lose this division unless, you know, Tony LaRusa just, you know, totally loses his mind. Um, I've got them. Uh, I mean, my starting comment was cream of the crop still. But the gap is narrow. Um, we're really going to find out. They're getting some hardships right now on pitching. Um, you know, we've got uh, Lynn just got injured. Uh, they brought in Johnny Cueto to replace him. That's, that's okay. Uh, I don't think that's going to help. No, another guy whose best days are behind him. Uh, you know, Keichel is Keichel. He's, he's, I've never liked him. He's a junker. And if his junk is nowhere near the plate, he's no good. Um, and we got... Kopech, we got to worry about him being stretched out. Now he's going to go in the starting hole. Yeah. So what was a strength is now, you know, bullpen. They, they, um, they got rid of Kimball. Crochet's gone. Uh, and injured. Joe Kelly is injured to start the season. Uh, thank God they have Braven and Bummer. It's, it's, they're not as strong as we thought they were when they started spring training. Uh, they'll still win, but they may not be by the spread we thought. You know, I, I'm really intrigued with Giolito. Uh, uh, he's going to be a he's going to be a Cy Young candidate with this team, I think, um, and really break out this year. Um, the, the the sad part about Joe Kelly being hurt, I want him to get back as soon as possible because being in the American League, he's going to get to face the Astros more, and he gets to throw at more guys. So that ought to be fun. <laughs> that could happen. He's a good pitcher too. So it's, you know, it's a nice combo. Nice combo. You know, there's some young guys on this team. I, Tim Anderson's a guy that I love. Uh, to, I just think he can wake up and hit line drives. That guy, I like the, I like his game a lot. Um, I see you I, shaking your head, so I'll let I, you. Well, know. Only because I just don't know how he does it. The guy swings at everything. Yeah. 
I mean, he, he's, he's, he's never, never seen a pitch that wasn't good. Just wasn't good. And, 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 but he hits it. But he hits so it. Other guys like Roberto Clemente, they made plenty, pretty good careers out of doing that, you know? Yeah, but Roberto yeah. Clemente yeah. had a really good on-base percentage. I mean, this, this on-base percentage is totally his average, but his average is always so good. Yeah, yeah. There is no Mike in there, Alan. Uh, that's no. it's it's, no. His, uh, it's something to do with his uh, probably his computer mic, which we're not going to be able to do anything with. And we don't have headset, Carlos. So we're gonna we're gonna finish up the the, the central, and we're gonna chase Drew out again to come back. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. Let's quickly do our well. Let's do this before we do the over unders. The uh, the surprise I've already given my surprise in this division. It's going to be the. Uh, the twins. The big dis- disappointment in my mind will be Cleveland. Uh, sorry, uh, Indians are the Guardians now. Um, don't get me going there. Yeah, I think this team, who some some people, you know, they're, they're, seventy-five is the over/under for them. I think they're going to go way under that. I think this team might lose a hundred games. Right, well, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. It's the same formula they always work with, which is great starting and pitching, and then and pray for the rest of it. For the rest of it. Um, it's it's um, not good. It's, not good. Uh, it's Jose uh, Ramirez. They're probably going to end up probably going to end up moving him, moving him. Bullpen, all they got is Class A, Class A. Which if you can't get to the closer, it's sort of a waste of time. If anything happens, any of their starters, they are really, really deep trouble. Agreed. I'm going to ask you to pop yourself out quick before we finish this because we're it's progressing again on us. So okay. pop okay. yourself back in. We'll do the standings and the over-unders. You got it. You got it. Okay, so sorry. I didn't mean to stop talking there. Drew will be right back. We're having some microphone issues with Drew, and he doesn't have a headset. We should have tested. It was fine earlier before. Then just before we went on the air, we got it started to get a little issue and we could not get it straightened out. So next time we'll do some testing and I'll bring Drew a headset. Yeah, or I'll get one myself. I got a USB headset here from work that I don't use. I could have brought you over. Yeah, hey. that's, oh, that's right. You could have done it for the draft. Yeah, I should have. I, uh, act, that. I act my surprise. Actually, I have a different second place team. Who's that? I've got the Tigers in second. I like the Tigers a lot this year. Um, I don't like them as much as I like the Twins as a surprise, but I will have them over their number. Um, so I've got Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, then Kansas City, and then Cleveland. I don't. I think Kansas City is going to be better as well. Uh, get around five hundred. Them and De- them and Detroit, I think, will be around the five hundred mark. Myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Detroit's doing some great things. They just brought up Torkelson. Uh, one of their two huge bats. Uh, yeah. The other one, unfortunately, just got injured, Riley Green. So they've lost him for about two, two and a half months, which stinks, which is the main reason they went out and got Meadows um, to help them out. So um, pitching, I think you're going to be really surprised at the starting pitching. Um, the hole right now is their bullpen. That's their big hole. Um but the infield looks solid now, uh, particularly up the middle. It's it's going to be interesting. You know, we're going to have this pitching conversation about a lot of teams, by the way, yeah. tonight, because there's a lot of teams in the same in the same uh, position. It's interesting that a former one of their former top starters is going to be their, I think their uh, not their closer, but he's going to be one of the big guys out of the bullpen in Fulmer. Um, maybe he gets back in the rotation. I don't know. As weak as this rotation is, I mean, when you got Michael, you know. 
million dollar arm, 10 cent head Pineda as one of your starters, you know, you're in trouble. He's an innings eater, um, which I wouldn't mind. I mean, he's always decent for the first two go throughs, but you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, it's funny you use that term. And again, my, my, <laughs> my derision is not necessarily aimed at you, but it's aimed at the term in general. What good is a guy who eats innings when he sucks? You know, who needs bad innings at night after, you know. He actually doesn't that. suck. You look at his numbers uh, and they're they're at least league average. Well, I wouldn't say they that really setting the world on fire, though. No, he's not setting the world on fire. <laughs> but, no, he's at least league average, and, and that's why they brought him in. The problem <laughs> is if you're going to do that, you need a bullpen to pick him up after he only pitches five. So they got oh, a problem. Yeah, well, your top five guys are only going five for crying out loud, unless you're Cole or or Scherzer, or one of the top guys. You know, it's it's another thing that irritates me about baseball is the way we we pay the guys the most money to pitch the least important part of the games is amazing to me. Yeah, that's and and now we got six man rotations to throw on top of that. Oh, so God, it's you know, it's just out of control. So, what was your order of finish here? Uh, I've got uh, Detroit second. Uh, I, I've got Kansas City third. Um, the question, I mean, Kansas City's Kansas City. Speed, defense, um, versatility so that people can play different positions. Issue with them as usual, pitching. Um, but the lineup is great. Um, yeah. And they still got two stars they haven't even brought up yet from the minors. That's the lineups are great everywhere. There's going to be, there's going to be, you know, 40, 30 home run guys for crying out loud the way this game is going. Yep. Uh, I've got the twins actually for fourth and Cleveland fifth. All right. Let's jump into these over unders here. 91 and a half for Chicago. I've got over there. I got over there. Yep. Minnesota 80.5. Obviously I got over there. If I got them making the playoffs, I got them under though. (laughs) Not shocking. Detroit. 78 and a half. I've got them over there too. It's probably a little bit over 500, I'm going to say. Definitely over and a bit more than 500. There you go. Kansas City. Again, I have them pretty much neck and neck with Detroit. So I'm going to go over there at 75 and a half. Same here, over there. And Cleveland also is 75 and a half. And I've got them under that. Year. Yeah, definitely under. Terry, you know, this is just a, this is just a tough, I don't know. Cleveland. They've never been able to kind of recover the last couple of years. And I think Terry Francona is probably done after this year myself. I didn't think he'd come back this year, to be honest with you. Any th- thoughts on that? He's had a great career, obviously, uh, in Boston. And, the, and even in Cleveland, he's had some good teams. He really loves managing. He loves working with the kids, uh, which they are to him, certainly. Um, the question is, how much is this kind of a season going to wear on him? Because he's going to be pulling levers and he's got rabbits out of hats, and it's it's not a pleasant experience. And he's got some health issues, so that you know doesn't. I'm shocked when I look and I see Terry Francona has been a manager for 21 years. I think how can that be? I mean, I, I'm not that old, am I? <laughs> oh yeah, we all are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. All right, let's see. Let's catch a couple comments here before we move on. Larosa is a a good manager, Carlos. Coaches maybe in uh, soccer and uh, basketball, but we manage. We manage in baseball, Carlos. Um, but but can guys relate to him? Look at they related pretty good last year. I mean, baseball's baseball. You know, you yeah, you got to manage people and you got to manage some personalities. But Tony Larusa has forgotten more baseball than any of us will ever know. 
And he won't be afraid to tell you that either, probably. But I think he's one of the great all-time managers. I really do. He did a great job. Here's Allen's picks are White Sox, Twins, Tigers, Royal. That sounds like mine, Allen. Quit copying me. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians, that name is terrible. I agree. Good grief. Name yourselves after a bridge. Good evening, Dave Guyette. We already talked some Yankees, but we might talk some more later on. We'll get back to that. Uh, I don't know who he's talking about there. I forget now. Perfect balance. So peril could be anybody. Carlos, you got to tell me what team we're talking about here because I can't get to you right away. Carlos is saying hi to Dave. Welcome back. <laughs> and Shane, can Shane, there's a good question. Can Shane Green help the Tigers? There's a good question from Rick Sherlock. Uh, in theory, yeah, because their bullpen stinks. Do I think Shane Green is the one to do it? No. <laughs> he's had some good years in the league, but you know he's not—you know—he's not a consistent year in and year out guy. No. no, I mean the fact that he is where he is says people just don't think he's got it. And this is exactly Rick why we didn't do the show before the draft because we didn't want to give you any help more than we could. That was Drew's idea. I wanted to have the show on Friday. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Not really. They had a player retire last year. Uh, I still don't know what he's talking about. I think we're talking about the White Sox. Who did they have retire last year? Oh, he's talking about the guy who started off so hot, Mercedes. He's he still there. Year, and LaRusa had a problem with him because he showed up some, you know, come on, you know. Whatever. He's still there. He's still with the team. Yeah, he did walk out. He did quit last year. I think he quit and uh, went home, but whatever. He, he's, a nut, he's a nutcase. I mean, what are you going to do? All right. Sport has him. Yeah, I agree. Got to have him. All right, let's move on to – and I'm sure we're going to get some feedback here from Alan because we're going to move on to the American League West, which, whoops, went too far in my little, I got to, ah, crap, now I lost myself. Hold on, lost my bearings. All right, American League West still, I think, controlled by everybody's favorite, Houston Astros. And this, Seattle will be a, I don't know if they're a surprise or not. They've been getting better, it seems, incrementally. Not in huge chunks the last couple of years, but I think they've slowly put together a pretty good team. They won 90 games last year. Yeah. Um, Talk about smoking mirrors. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to, to overtake the uh, the Astros, but I think the Mariners and the Angels are both going to play better baseball this year. And I think the Rangers may disappoint. Uh, guys like Allen are all excited, and I'm, I'm glad you're true to your school, and you should be, Allen. But I think they're going to struggle. That pitching staff is not good. And, uh, again, I think the Astros here, the people who get all over them about the cheating, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go on this one more time. It's not that big a deal. I don't know why people make such a big deal about it. We've been stealing signs for for 140 years, or how long have we, however long we've been playing baseball. They found a new way to, you know, improve on a on an already uh, interesting science. Um, but what gets me, and I said this Sunday. Right after it happened, everybody said, "Oh, we knew they were doing it. We knew they were doing it all along." Well, if you knew they were doing it, why didn't you stop them from stealing your signs? There's ways to do it, and if you think they're doing it and you let them beat you, and then you're going to complain that's why you lost, Brian Cashman, shut up. 
you know, that you lost that series because of every other series you've lost since 2009 because you're the general manager and you don't know how to put a roster together. So I agree with it. That's my that's my rant about uh, the Astros. The Astros, uh, again, to me, they got some pop in that. But they, they also are a team that plays – I think you brought up Sunday on the show about teams that play the way we want to see baseball played, right, and, and not have to put in rules for the shift because they just hit the ball, put the ball in play like the Royals did when they were went to back-to-back World Series. The Astros are kind of like that. They got guys that put the ball in, in play. Um, but also hit a few more home runs, obviously, because that's you got to do that to play today, apparently. But they're the class of this, this division, I think, still. I'd love to see Dusty Baker, one of the to me, one of the classy guys in baseball, finally win a World Series. Um, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen for the poor guy. Um, and I do think that the uh, the athletics are, will might be just – I mean, they could lose 110 games. It's 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 not it's, pretty what they've done. Talk about it. Talk about tanking. Um, um, Houston's weak spot is still their bullpen. Um, um, again, they've got a closer. Got a closer. But all the guys all up to them, they walk people like crazy. They allow runs in. It's The bullpen is still not strong. To get to Presley, to get which to is unfortunate. Outfield's not as deep as it was. As it was. Um, so they're a little so weak there, but everything. Watch the new kid, Daniel Shortstop. First, he was known as a defensive guy. He was actually brought on his offense. I think he's going to surprise us. I don't know if we forget about Korea, but he's going to take a lot of the same out of the same. Yeah, I agree. That Look, at it's still a team that can score plenty of runs, and and they got some uh, – look at I love Jose Altuva. I don't care what people think about him. I really don't. He's a great player that's fun to watch. And if you, if you don't like Jose Altuva, I don't know why you're watching baseball. He's a great, great baseball player. That's – you know, that's that's the thing. You watch these guys and they talk about athletic ability and, you know, exit velocities and how hard they – you know, baseball players still mean something to me, that term. And Jose Altuve is a baseball player. Five, well, five foot seven, five foot seven. Is he that tall? Josh, I saw him saying that's Aaron Judge. I thought he was about four foot eight for crying out loud. <laughs> the only thing is the only thing is he doesn't steal anymore. But otherwise, he's still got a little guy like that. Popping the ball over 30 times. 30 times. We hope Brightman's help. That's a big issue. That's a big issue. We'll see how that plays out. All right. You better pop yourself out and back in while we're uh, talking. You got it. You got it. And we'll go on to the uh, to rest of this division. So there's, a, again, my my take here, again, is going to be, and I'll tell Drew when I come in, Alan, I know that we'll get to your comments here. I promise you here in a second. Um, there's Drew back. We want to get him in before we lose. Get good at this. Before we lose, <laughs> before we lose the good audio. Um. So I've got Houston, there's Seattle, the Angels, Texans, Texas, excuse me, fourth, and uh, the A's uh, way back. In oh, fifth. crap. We agree. <laughs> 100%. How do I do with that? Uh, I mean, Seattle, I mean, they had a ridiculously negative run differential, and they still won all that many games. Um Starting staff is going to be much better than you think. Uh, keep an eye on Matt Brash, uh, another rookie they just brought up. 
really great stuff. Uh, I think he's their number five, and I think he's going to be better than that. Um, they just announced Rodriguez is up. Uh, the number two prospect in baseball. He's he's making the team and starting in center. So they got a roadblock there. I don't know what they're going to do with some of those guys. They got one guy too many now. I think it's going to be Lewis is going to be odd man out, that former rookie of the year. You know, you always have one guy too many until you get rid of one of them. You know, and, and then, then they all get hurt, and now you're like, what do I fill it with? Yeah, yeah and then you need them. So, I mean, I think the I think Seattle and the Angels – both of those two teams could surprise in this division. They're, they're my two su- potential surprises to come out of here. The difference is the pitching staffs. Yeah. Um, because Seattle's staff is actually much better. Yeah. Ray Gonzalez, Flexen, Logan Gilbert, and this guy Brash. And then you look at their bullpen and you say, well, who are these guys? They're a bunch of no-names. But Stecken Riders, Seawalt, they just brought on Romo. Uh, Giles, if he can come back from his uh, – his surgery, he's slightly injured now, but he's back in a couple of weeks. That's a hell of a bullpen. And they lost Casey Sadler to boot. So, yeah. And the Angels at some point got to put some – you know, it's going to be a shame if Mike Trout goes his entire career and this team can't, you know, get even smell the playoffs, much less the – I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I, let me see. Did I have them? Yeah, I've got them in the playoffs. Um but I think it's going to be interesting. that This team could be good if Syndergaard can give them anything close to the old Syndergaard to go along with Otani. And it could be an interesting team to watch through the summer. It is. Uh, their, their staff isn't as complete. Their bullpen certainly isn't as good. Um, Syndergaard right now, from everything he's shown, you know, everyone, spring training doesn't mean anything. Well, it does for certain people. Yeah. You know, people that were injured, people that – really did a crappy job, you know, can they still hit at all, you know, type of thing. And Syndergaard looks a lot like Verlander right now. I mean, you're going to talk about pitch counts and all that, but he looks like he came out of it okay, and so does Verlander. So it's he was a great addition. Uh, some of the arms they brought in for the bullpen I don't think are going to help much. Uh, we need Rendon to be healthy. Um, that was a terrible year for him, obviously. And they've got a bunch of young guys. They're not prospects anymore, but they essentially brought them all up. Yeah. You got Adele there. You got Marsh there. Um, we already had Walsh from last year. I mean, they, they've basically <laughs> emptied out the minors. Rick's trying to write down the names he wants you to slow down. We got to talk fast for his audio goes again. Yep. So before I bring up uh, Alan's comments here and some other comments, let's talk about the Rangers a little bit who – Again, Allen's a big fan, and there's other people who think the Rangers have, are, are going to make some kind of move this year because they made two really big signings in Simeon and uh, and uh, Seager. Um, is it Seager? Yep. Yeah, Corey Seager. I don't know why I had a little brain. And right. The other uh, guy. Yeah, you know, again, he's, again if, he's, <laughs> if that Gray's your number one pitcher – you're in trouble again. Third or fourth, okay. I, I think you, you you got something. But when he's your opening day starter and the guy you're relying on, over oh, half a billion dollars between those three guys. Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. I mean, I like some of the players. I like Garber behind the plate. Um, I like uh, the kid at first base, uh, uh, Low. I like him, and I obviously I like the two guys they picked up. And and Brad Miller's a nice piece uh, that can play around the the, the diamond. But I just think that pitching is going to sink them. It is. And it's we're talking both staffs. We're not just talking the, the starters. The, the bullpen is 
I mean, now, could could they come out? Sure. I mean, you know, you're, when you're dealing with no names, you really don't know what you have. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the names I'm really curious about is Spencer Howard. You know, he was this big prospect with Philly that never panned out. If they could straighten him out, that could be a nice arm. Um, yeah. But it's the sum of the total. And they are almost back to the old Texas Rangers of slam them and, and beat the crap out of them. But the pitching staff's also going to give up a lot of runs. They are. They're going to score some. I, you know, the other kid I like on this team in the offense is uh, Garcia in center field. I think he's an intriguing player this year yep. uh, as well. And a guy to keep your eye on. Uh, if you like numbers, these guys will put up some numbers, but the pitchers might put up ones you don't want to look at. Yeah, so. he needs to take a walk. If he could get a little more disciplined at the plate and wait for his pitch, he would really be good stuff. So I've got Houston. I think we already did this, didn't I? Did we do it? Do- yeah, we already get hurt. So the over-unders, uh, 92 and a half for Houston. I've got over. Yep. Seattle, 84 and a half. I've got over. Yep. The Angels, 84 and a half. I've got over. Uh, I hedged and said that's about right. I, I don't know how they're going to get that half a win, but I, I, <laughs> I put them right there. <laughs> I'll give you over. Okay. <laughs> Texas I'm under 74 and a half. Sorry, Alan. I'm going to get your comments in a minute. Yeah, I, I actually have Texas a little more than 74 and a half, but it's it's not going to be significantly more. Okay. And uh, the A's, I've got way under 70. Way under 70. Um, again, I think they could lose 110 games this year. I really do. They do have a couple of interesting guys, though. Um, you know, when you're when you're that bad, you bring up bodies <laughs> and see how they do. Um They've got this kid, uh, Sheldon Noyce, that used to be a prospect for him. They let him go. The Dodgers took him. They dumped him. He's back. Had a good spring. Uh, Kevin Smith is the third baseman they traded for from Toronto. Yeah. For Chapman. Yeah. Decent guy. Local boy, by the way, out of East Greenbush. Uh, and they do have an outfielder to keep an eye on, if only just for his name, although he is, actually is talented. His name is Sky Bolt. Great name. It's a great name. Um, whether it does anything, I don't think. But they do have pieces, but you know, I mean, in total, it's it's going to be ugly. Really. Let's see. Let's see what kind of comments we got on the West here before we move on to the National League. Uh, Rick says he knew he was out of his depth. I guess on Saturday, I'm not sure what you know what made him think that. I thought he did okay. Actually, I thought he did fine. And all you got to do is ask. What do you think of this guy? No, don't get him. Yeah, it's that kind of a league. I don't know why we're talking about Kubler, but uh, Kubler. What? I, another name I can't say. What the hell's his name, Drew? Help me out. Uh, now you got me. It's one of those things you say it wrong enough, you start thinking. I know Corey Kubler. Yes. Gosh, I know. I think I always put the L in the wrong place. Kubler. Kubler. Corey Kubler. Yeah. Corey Kubler. Uh, Seattle will make noise, and that's my sleeper team. You know, again, I don't disagree, Carlos. They could certainly uh, make a, a move here that I don't even – they could give Houston a little run here. We'll see. I think Houston's still got a lot of run left in them. Um, this team's going to compete for a while yet. Yeah. they got a ton of youth and some nice bats. Agreed. Going to come down to pitching, as it always does. I basically see them as, as Detroit. I mean, it's a similar team, a similar makeup. Allen has a mer- very interesting. He's got the Astros finishing third, he, but doesn't have his Rangers winning, so he's not a total homer here. He's got the Mariners, the Rangers, the Astros, the Angels, the A's. 
And Carlos has the uh, Astros versus the Mariners for that division. I would agree with that. Yeah. Rangers will be third, Allen, but I see them in the playoffs. Really? You three teams from the West. I don't see that. Two teams. Rangers uh, have some good young pitchers that played well last year, and I feel like uh, they'll get better this year. It's possible. You just don't know. That's that's the thing when you're dealing with right. these uh, Judy Phillips is here. Hey, good evening, Judy. Good to see you. Uh, we talked about the Red Sox already. I picked them to finish last in uh, the entire uh, league, uh, league, National League, American League. They're going to win two games this year, Judy. No, I, actually, I picked them to finish second, Judy, in the East and make the playoffs, just to kind of recap there for you. She's a big Red Sox fan, her and her husband. Sorry to hear. I'm sorry for them. I can't, can't you know, can't, you can't pick your friends, apparently. I don't know. Um, the A's fans rejoice. You're finally going to get a beautiful stadium and lose 115 games in the process. So. That's all they can afford. That's all they can afford. Remember the name Taylor Hearn is Allen's uh, uh, prediction. Where is he playing, by the way? Is he a pitcher? What does he do? Oh, he's a fourth pitcher for the for the uh, t- Rangers. It's possible. Right? It's possible. I just don't know. That's just thing. We'll no remember track that. Record, track record. Well, we'll remember that name, Allen. I promise you. I'm not sure how your team could improve, but that ballpark for the Athletics would be nice. Well, again, you know what? The Athletics may go back to the age before we move on. You know, the A's, I'm getting on them now, but this team is another team like Tampa always competes, although Tampa actually almost wins World Series. Um, and uh, the A's can't get out of the first round of playoffs, but they've done a great job with very little to work with out there over the years. And that's and that's the thing. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's like a small market team, small market team, small market team, small market team, small market team. Brewers are a small market team, small market team. Tampa Bay is a microscopic team as far as their location. I mean, you can can work. So so I don't see the tanking as necessary. No, and the biggest loss for uh, the ace is going to be Bob Guerin because Bob Guerin's a good good manager. The best thing, and again, we'll get to San Diego in a little later, but one of the best things San Diego did this offseason was pick up Bob Guerin, great manager. Melvin. But I said I do that all the time too. That I, Bob Guerin was a catcher, and he might have managed for a little while. I'm not sure, but yeah. But I always do that, like every single time. I don't know what it is. It's like a little trigger in my brain. I mix those two guys up their whole careers. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably hate if I would, you know, Bob Melvin wouldn't like it if I was calling him Bob Guerin, probably, right? I think Bob Melvin would be okay. He's, he's, he's fairly even tempered guy. <laughs> Well, while we uh, while we regroup and we head to the National League, I'm going to ask you to pop out once again. Okie doke. Okie doke. I got this down. I got this down. You got it good now. So there we are. That's our na- that's our American League um, rundown. We'll come back and we'll do our playoff. Well, I think we'll do our playoff teams right now. Actually, before we move on, I'm trying to get you back in here, Drew. I grabbed the wrong mouse. There we go. Grab your wrong mouse. I got I got too many mouses, mice, whatever you want to call them, keyboards and screens everywhere around me here. Um, Not a good thing when you have cats. I know. Well, they're 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 down in their apartment for right now, so they won't come up here bothering me screaming. Um, before we go to the National League, let's let's do our uh, playoff selections. I think we we've kind of touched on it, but let's just nail down the six. Oh my God. Playoff teams from the American League. Well, we've narrowed down three. 
I've got Houston in the number one slot, Toronto number two. I've got Chicago in the number three spot winning the Central. Then I've got Boston, the Angels, and Minnesota. So I mixed up my order, by the way. I had the Angels ahead of Seattle in the West. Sorry about that. And uh, so what do I say? So I got the Angels six and uh, Minnesota five. Those are my five playoff teams. We'll do the, we'll do the, the winners later, but uh, who are your playoff teams here? Uh, well, obviously the division leaders that we we said. Yep. I think Toronto's the strongest team. Okay. Uh, and Chicago and Houston. Um, not necessarily in that order um, behind them. Uh, for I have Seattle as a, a wild card. I have Tampa Bay as a wild card. And right now, I actually, believe it or not, have the Yankees. But oh, I'm, I might yeah, – I'll go with it still. I don't think Detroit's there yet, but I'm trying to find out if I got a blind spot, right? Just because I want Cashman gone, and I want now look at I like Aaron Moon, I like the hiring, but I don't think they've either one of them are doing a good job, and I want them out of town. Maybe that's why I think they're going to. Lo- I want them to lose. I don't know. I know some Yankee fans will say that you know I, me. I try not to wear rose colored glasses, right? It, if it if it smells like a pig and I put lipstick on it, it's still a pig, right? Well, so, they got issues. I mean, Rizzo's not going to be what they think he is. Shortstop's not going to hit. He's a decent fielder, but he can't hit. No hitting from your catchers. It's it, there's there's gaps. There's holes. Thanks, Steve D. Steve D. One of the great producers and helps out uh, uh, Northeast Streaming Sports a lot with a lot of the graphics and stuff. Does a great job. And I'd ask him to take a look at the show a little bit, and he's been doing it. So don't get on me for Drew's audio when it cuts in and out, Steve. So thank you for that. <laughs> but Steve's a good guy, and I, I appreciate all his contributions to uh, Northeast Streaming Sports as well as uh, my show. And Carlos is talking about the NASA control board. And listen, if I'm running NASA, man, we're not even going to Mars. We're going all the way to freaking Jupiter. We're not fooling around. And that's why it's privately uh, run now. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the National League, which since we have to go on to the inferior league, but uh, we have to do it because it's in my contract that we have to cover all the teams. Um, I don't know who's paying me, but that's a story for a different day. All those sponsors. We will start in the National League East, as we did in the American League East and on the other side. We have the defending champion, Atlanta Braves, in my mind, making the silliest move of the offseason and not retaining Freddie Freeman and signing Greg Olson for the same kind of money. I don't get it. He's the heart and soul of your team. It's the same It's the same conversation you have about Aaron Judge uh, in New York. In my mind, you don't let Freddie Freeman walk away. Um, when he's Again, he's the heart of your team. Well, that's so heart-wrenching every time it happens. But, again, all you got to do is say – Baseball is a business. You know, they got a younger, a guy younger, uh, four years younger, which is not a small amount when you're signing long-term contracts. Um, Gold glove winner with some power. Um, It, you know, you hate to see that happen, but as a business decision, I actually think it was the right one. I didn't see your comment till just now. Carlos wanted me to start in the West, but. You know what? We will. I think Carlos might have to jump. I know he wants to talk about the Padres. So let's talk about the West first, just for Carlos. 
Okay. See, if, so the defending champ last year, you could have bet the over-unders. I think uh, uh, the over-under was 100.5 on the Dodgers, and you won it easily, and they didn't even win the division. That I don't see any chance this is going to repeat. I do think the Dodgers could win 105 games because the team is loaded. <sighs> I think the pitching's okay. I know some people think there's it's a little weaker than it should be. I love Walker Bueller. He's going to be my Cy Young pick again this year. He was last year. And he's still a good pitcher. He's a great pitcher. I do think the Giants are going to take a step back. I mean, what they did, you talk about doing with smoke and mirrors. I mean, they platooned at almost every position for Cranell. Maybe that's, maybe it's not a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But, you know, can they keep, can they keep um, recycling pitchers and, you know, turn them into to stars like they did with Kevin Gausman last year. Uh, Guzman, however you say his name. Um, the Padres, or the Padres, and, and Bob Garen or Bob Melvin or whoever's managing the team, I think there's too many head cases on this team, and they don't have that – they don't have that it factor to really become – Big winners. This team's going to get broken up after this year. I really believe it. I think they're going to struggle to and be around 500 again. And you got the Rockies and the, and the Diamondbacks, obviously, that are going nowhere. Right. Um, Dodgers are not as strong as they they have been. Uh, the defections are going to hurt. Um, question is, does Bellinger bounce back? You know, everyone's like, "Well, that was a fluke." I'm like, "I'm not sure. I think he still may be in trouble." I was looking at spring training. Did it seem like he, he turned it? No. Um, so I'm worried about him. Uh, they just traded Pollock. So they have way less depth in the outfield now. Uh, Freeman is a nice pickup because it allows them to move around their infield. Agreed. Uh, so not only is a good pickup by himself, but it allows the infield uh, to have some flexibility because Turner's going to get injured, Muncy gets injured. Uh, gives them some options, which is nice. Um, they're still picking up a bunch of relievers. Um, is Kimbrell the answer? Uh, that one I, I'm not sure, so, so sure about. Uh, I think the best reliever they may have of the old guard that they've got there is who? Hand, I think, right? Uh, Brad Hand. Yeah. Daniel Hudson, sorry. Daniel Hudson, right. He can... I get that confused. Um, yeah, Hudson's been moving around the league. He's played on... Yeah, about 10 teams for crying out loud, but yep. you're right that, and I'm not sure that, uh, and I can never say this guy's name either. Terrian, how do you say his name? Oh, Blake, Tra- Blake Trinan? Trinan, Trinan, Trinan. He's a guy I think might end up being a closer if, uh, he if, was supposed to be and they got Kimbrell to replace him. So yeah. what does that tell you? Well, he, he's had some, you know, he's had some streaks where he pitched really well in Washington, pitched really well in Oakland. And I think he's a guy who could. And we got a little comment. Neil Bush. Neil Bush is in the room. Oh, wow. Hey, good morning or good afternoon or good evening. I don't know what it is. So good evening, Neil. Kimbrell's done. I don't disagree. I, I'm not a big Kimbrell fan, and I haven't been for quite a while. Um, and he could be their downfall. But listen, this team, to me, that I think there's too much talent. Assuming they don't get hurt, and you can say that about almost any team, right? Sure. Um, with 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 uh, Trey Turner, who uh, to me is going to, I think he might be the MVP in the National League this year. Okay. He stays healthy. He's going to be. Re- he's going to go thirty thirty, and you know he's going to. Him and Freeman are just a great combination here. Lux, I think, is has has uh, 
has started to move the needle a little bit to where the Dodgers thought he would be. It's it, and then it's a matter of whether Justin Turner can stay healthy. You got Max Muncie to play everywhere around the, the the infield, and even who knows, maybe even in the outfield. Um, you know, I just hope they don't see Mookie Betts playing second base again. They might have a problem then. But um, well, I just think this team's still the class of the division here. And there's the other one. You know, I worry about Bellinger, but Betts has not, you know, hasn't been healthy and has not shown what he can do. So. If, if something happens to some of these guys, they're in a hole. Now, is that going to stop them from winning? No. Mark I, I, I still have Mark Mancini, who hates everything LA and lives, and he has to live in a bunker in his center, center of town, I think. Um, He's the anti homer You know, whereas, you know, there's certain people that just can't see the negatives of their well, team. Well, he's from, he's from Pittsburgh, and he's waiting for the Pirates to rebound, you know, and, you know. He's waiting a while. He's the only guy who's got to live in a bomb shelter in in LA for crying out loud. So, um, where was I? So I got a couple comments here for let me because I know Carlos wanted to get his uh, stuff in here. So let's let him get his shots in here. Dodgers are, I don't know what the bad luck piece is he's referring to. Maybe it's uh, Bauer, but Yellow uh, Batanz, this is a Dodger. That's not a good thing. I won't disagree with you there. Allen's got the Dodgers, Giants, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies. Uh, that's my, I think that's my finish as well. Um, got to go. So, uh, you can give me the rest of your picks. I'll come back. Uh, thanks for coming in, Alan. We'll talk thanks, to you later. Thanks, you got to go to work. He works the overnight. Uh, and, uh, Carlos says Snell and Machado will lead the Padres to 85 games, which will only leave them about 16 games out of first place. Carlos, by the way, <laughs> they may win 85 games. That's not, but that's not, is that saying something with all the talent they got on that team? I don't think no. so. No. You know? we, can, we can talk about the Padres, obviously. They're, they're an interesting team. Um, Giants and Padres for the division. So another guy thinks the Dodgers are going to finish third. I don't see that. And what happens if Turner gets hurt as he did in Washington? Well, then he's not going to be the MVP of the National League. <laughs> if Turner gets hurt, they got a serious Because the only one backing up shortstop that short slots right Yeah. I'm going to pop you out again uh, quick, Drew. Pop out and pop back in. You got it. So as we wait for Drew, I keep forgetting to talk when I let him go. <laughs> uh, Tatis will pick up the rest. Well, Tatis has got to get in the lineup, uh, Carlos. He's probably going to be out three months. I'm not even sure. How long is Tatis out, Drew? Uh, at least three months. Well, yeah. about three months. I mean, it could be yeah. sooner, but, you know, he's had issues before. So I'm actually thinking it's going to be more than three months. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. By the time he gets back, um, you know, this team could be well out of it. So, um, anyway, any what what your other thoughts? And I'll give you my surprises here quick, and then we can dive in a little deeper when we got to go down here. Um, I don't really have a surprise in here. I think you know, I think San Francisco might disappoint what people think. They're not going to win a hundred and what they win last year, hundred seven games. They're not going to win a hundred games this year, but they're still going to be a really good team. Probably, I think they'll finish second. I do not think they're going to make the playoffs, though. I guess that'll be my kind of surprise. Uh, Giants finish second, but do not make the playoffs and the big disappointment continues to be San Diego. Well, let's, let's talk about the Giants. I agree with you. I think they're second. They're not going to come anywhere near the hundred. I think they're going to be strong. I still have them as a wild card. Um, again, same thing as we've talked about with other teams pitching 
both of their staffs are superlative. I don't know what kind, what they got in the water, but every time they get a pitcher that looks washed up, they turn them into gold, and that's the starters. Um, you know, we, we and we haven't even talked about Logan Webb. I mean, holy crap, what a nice homegrown pick for a change. Yeah, uh, the bullpen is loaded with arms uh, that that are successful, and it's the platooning. Uh, the big issue here, we got to see how Joey Bart does. In San Fran, that's you know he's a prospect. He could be a rookie of the year. Uh, he does uh, have enough at bats to qualify. We'll see on how he does that. I mean, no one's going to replace. You know, well, that's my that's going to be my point here with this team is who picks up the leadership baton from you know Buster Posey not being there. And and that's an it. Longoria is injured right now. Um, and I know Carlos doesn't think leadership and that type of thing means anything on these teams, but I guarantee it does. It does. It does. And and at this point, I mean, it's that's the way their manager has set it up is that you don't need a leader. The whole team is a leader in yeah. unison. Yeah. It's very kumbaya, uh, but it works apparently. And well, they're all- off, it's right. You know, Gabe Kapler is a very uh, interesting case. I mean, he flamed out badly in Philadelphia. That was ugly. You know, trying to do the same kind of things he's doing here, but I can't. He's got the players that buy in. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. If your players don't buy in, it doesn't matter what you do. So, yeah, uh, San Diego. I mean, they got arms on arms on arms. They, you know, obviously because their arms keep getting injured. You know, whoever they've got working in there on their pitching staff is as good as San Fran's. Um, you know, they're loaded. I mean, they just picked up Manea. I mean, what are they going to do with him? They're going to slot him in. They got all these other guys. Gore, who's having a great spring, has finally turned it around. He's going to go back down to the minors. Um, outfield is weak. You know, you know what they really need? He's still sitting out there. What they need is Conforto. Um, their outfield is a little weak, and he would, could use him too. He would take care of that big time. Um, Why watch is- out for C.J. Abrams. Just huh? on that topic, why is Conforto still out there? I mean, I, it, it, at this point, he could sign for a year and just be a free agent again. What's who's, 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 Well, I mean, the fact that he admitted that he was injured probably didn't help his case. Um, you still got compensation attached to him, uh, which he didn't with some other guys. So, you know, he's probably also asking too much. Keep in mind who his agent is. Uh, so that's probably it. I mean, again, at some point I'd say to my agent, listen, I know you're trying to get me big money, but I don't have any money right now. Correct. Um, he would be a great fit on this team, actually. Um, you know, it's, you still got Machado, but you also still have Hosmer. (laughs) You still have Myers. Uh, so there's issues. Um, if they can replace those guys, Bullpen. We don't even know who the closer is going to be. They're not going to have a closer. The best, the closest thing they got to a closer is on the injured list. That's Pomerantz. Right. Um, so they've got some issues, and I think that's what settles them in third. And I think Manea uh, might be their best pitcher. To be honest with you, I liked that kid last year with Oakland, and he may be their best pitcher. He and Musgrove. I think it's a close one. Yeah. I mean, look at. I think this team is going to struggle out of the gate, and there could be a huge fire sale come June and July, and you may see Darvish and Snell and all these guys start going. They could keep an eye on C.J. Abrams, though. I mean, he is their number one prospect. Uh, has lit it up in the minors. They didn't want to bring him up this year, 
Um, even after Tatis was hurt, they didn't want to bring him up. But he is just knocking on doors. And if they bring him up, they might be better than you think. And this is a team, you know, we talk about leadership, right? This is where a team – I look at this this team and I don't see one guy that I'd say there's a leader on the field right there. Probably Machado. But that's, well, that's the problem. I'm just saying. That's the problem. Because that's where you're going to go. That's And he's not the kind of guy I would say, boy, that's the guy I want to be in a foxhole with is Manny Machado. I, I, Hosmer and Myers. I mean, they're the elder statesmen, but – that again, that doesn't again, just by <laughs> default, doesn't give you that title. So that's again, and that's why this team doesn't get over the hump because they don't have that. You know, again, he doesn't have to be leading with forty home runs. He's just a guy that keeps the things on an even keel. Yeah, I know Machado did step up a little bit when Tatis was having some issues last year and try to counsel him, but maybe that's part of Tatis's problem too. I don't know. Yep. I, think, I think this team will be a huge disappointment, um, as we said. So I've got, I've got simply L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Colorado, and Arizona. Oh, crap. Those teams you can flip a coin. Well, I've got the same thing, but then we thought we had the same in the AL West, and then you flipped the Angels and Mariners on me. So. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I, I written it down. I crossed it off, and I didn't. I read it the backwards when I when I went through it. Yep. So over unders, LA ninety eight and a half. I'm going over. I think they'll win a hundred games plus again. I actually have them under, but not by much. San Diego eighty eight and a half under. Oh, definitely, definitely under. Right around five hundred. San Fran- uh, San Francisco eighty five point five over. Definitely over. Yep. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and we'll talk about why a, a little bit later. Colorado. 69 and a half. I got them under. I actually have them over. All right, I got them over. I've got them over. Oh, okay. And Arizona, I've actually got under 66 and a half. I have the same. That's, oh, God. <laughs> and, and they just extended Marte, and he's injured. So. <laughs> what, a dumpster fire. what a dumpster fire out there. Good grief. <laughs> Any last thoughts? Let me see if we got more comments. I guess we covered all the, the uh, comments uh, here. Just, just the, uh, the Bryant sign that I thought was interesting in Colorado. That's that's a money grab. Yeah. Um, he, he's got to know that they don't have what it takes to, to be a playoff team. So that's obviously he went where the Bucks were. I don't fault him for it, but I'm just saying it just looks pretty obvious. Um, yeah, I, he'll probably have some good numbers out there, but you know that beside between that and his paycheck, I hope that makes him happy because they're not going to win. He and to me, he would have been a good fit with the Mets. He would have been a good fit with the Yankees. He would have been a good fit for a lot of teams that are going to be or should be contenders this year. Yep. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So now we'll jump to back to the American or the National League East. Excuse me, since we started there, and we talked about Freddie Freeman. We talked about him with the. With the Dodgers, listen, Olsen's a nice player. I just don't think he's Freddie Freeman in this lineup. And I think the Braves will win this division just by default. I I don't think the Mets or the Phillies, who I do think, by the way, will both make the playoffs, are going to beat out the Braves here. I think it'll be a very close race between all the all these teams. I still think, just like last year, that the Braves are the best team overall in that division. Um. And the Phillies have issues on defense. They're going to win games 10-8, 9-7. Nine, nine uh, but they're going to win enough games, I think, to get in the playoffs. And the Mets, 
because of the leadership they'll get off the field and the change of culture that Buck Showalter brings, I think they can overcome some of the injury issues and the, the Grom injuries. They got they got a couple. They got some good news about Carrasco uh, the other day. He's pitched. He's had a decent spring and he's coming out of the spring healthy. It seems, and that's a that's a plus for the for the team. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then you've got obviously at the bottom the Marlins. Well, I think will be better this year. Um, and Washington's probably going to be. They're another team that's going to tank probably for the entire year. Yeah, um, I've got Atlanta first. Um, they've done some. Nice, I don't, again, I don't have a problem with the uh, Olsen move. If you accept it, baseball is a business. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, they've replaced a few guys. I think uh, Colin McHugh was a great pickup for them in the bullpen. Uh, that was a very smart move. Um, their bullpen strong. Their start pitching is decent. Is decent. Back end's a little suspect, but it could be good. We don't know. Um, the Mets are the Mets. So now when, when you've got your bench has Smith and Davis and Guillaume on there, and that's your bench, that's, that's a pretty good bench. And uh, when you can have those guys as your bench, that says something about what's on the field, what's on the field. Uh, assuming it stays on the field. Again, again. It's bullpen and they're starting pitching, starting pitching all the time. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. Yes. Smith might end up the, the full time DH because I don't think Cano's going to make it through the season myself. But that's that's the that's, question. That's the question. Uh, is what to do? Uh, I mean, they're tied into Cano for another two years. So I mean, it's, it's it is what it is. If you're Steve Cohen, would you have, would you have pulled the plug on the deal they were going to make with San Diego? Because obviously they would have taken on Hosner to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you really yeah, want to pass, really but, but to take Hosmer and, and, and the extra money that comes with him. I mean, if he were a decent if player, he should take the RDR, fine. Right, fine. But he's not. He's and not. He costs a lot. So that's a double win. That's a double win. So no. So no. I agree. I agree. All right. Before you go to the Phillies, you better pop out and pop back in. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're talking about the National League East. I know that Carlos is not a big Buck fan. Um, he does think that they do have some pitching prospects. We'll get into that later. I do think that, that Buck will turn this culture around and hold guys accountable, and that will be the difference here uh, for the Mets. So let's bring Drew back in, and I know we wanted to jump into the Phillies a little bit. Maybe yeah, to your last point. I mean, Joe Walter definitely will do it, but don't forget that a lot of the vets they brought in bring leadership too. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. You know, Marte and Kanha and uh, Escobar. Um, there's a lot of leadership there. This team plays well. I think Lindor bounces back big time this year. By the way, and I think he <laughs> may be an MVP contender in the National League. Uh, I, I need him to since I drafted him. But uh, <laughs> you trade him to me in July. I'm not. I, he's one of those guys. Again, you know, spring training means nothing. Uh, I looked at his numbers. His spring training was superlative. So he has it in him. And if he's got a little bit of an attitude adjustment and isn't screwing over the fans, I think he's going to do really well. Um, he, so he, needs, he needs to get off to a good start. And I'll bring up this since Carlos is talking about the four these four pitching prospects that Mets, Mets have to bring up during the course of the season at some point. Peterson, Cologne, Buto, and Diaz. I don't know about Diaz. Isn't, is there another Diaz that I don't know on the Mets? Uh, there is. Um, none of these guys excite me, and I used to be a Mets fan. Um, 
you, you see any prospect list, even a top hundred, none of these guys are on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peterson will probably be the guy if he if if somebody can make a breakthrough, I would think it would be Peterson. But actually, a, I like McGill. I better uh, than Peterson. Yeah. Um, but again, you're you're talking four and five. Well, we'll see. Um, Philly. <laughs> I mean, this is the old Texas Rangers in their old ballpark. These balls are flying. Um, it's it's all home runs all the time. The problem is they're infield suspect. Um, they're, again, another case where they've got a prospect they didn't want to bring up, and now he's made the team. Yeah. Uh, Brian Stott. Uh, yeah. So, and there's talk about him beating out Bohm for third, and that's not a small deal uh, when something like that happens. Um you know, the outfield stack, DH is stacked with Castellanos. I mean, I actually have him as an MVP candidate because I think the numbers he's going to put up in Philly are obscene. Um, Who is that? I'm sorry, I didn't. Castellanos. We saw what he could do in Cincinnati. It's the same type of ballpark. Uh, so it's – it's, and with some protection, he's, he's going to be slamming. It's not going to win any awards for his defense, though. This team's going to be historically bad defensively. Defense is bad defensively. They keep trying to fix the bullpen. They have an actual closer. I think Neville's going to be good. Um, but how to get to him is a whole other mess. Um, so they're suspect there. They brought in Familia. Really? You were trying to improve the bullpen? Um, well, they maybe meant home uh, race, home runs per pitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give them up, hit a few, you know, whatever. Um, so bullpen's still an issue. Starting is decent. I've got a lot of concerns about Nola. Uh, he has not looked good for two years. He hasn't looked mm -hmm. good in spring training. I was looking for a bounce back. I'm not seeing it. I'm a little concerned. Wheeler's slightly injured right now. That's a problem. Um, it, th this could go really well or really south. Yeah, I think I think they'll win enough games to make the playoffs. Uh, them and the Mets both. I think Wheeler is going to have a big year, and he, he'll be a he'll be a Cy Young candidate. I think Harper will be an MVP candidate. Maybe Castle Castellanos as well. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a matter of whether they can you know score more runs than they kick away. Yeah, pretty much. So I've got uh, the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, and both the Mets and the Phillies in the playoffs, by the way, and Miami and Washington in that order. And uh, Miami might be a surprise as they maybe push 500 this year. You know, I, they're building it right. It's pitching. Uh, their starting staff is, is sick. I mean, if you really look at the numbers, their starters are phenomenal. You know, and the starters, nobody knows. You know, Alcantara, Rogers, yep. Yep. Lopez, Hernandez. And if they fixed Freddy uh, Luzardo, holy crap. Um, and this doesn't count a couple of guys that got in the minors. Their closest guys are uh, Max Meyer and, and Edward Cabrera. Uh, I guarantee you people in baseball know Alcantara because the Yankees have been trying to get him for two years. So It's, it's, it's a hell of a staff. Uh, the issue is they still, you know, is Soler and uh, – <laughs> Uh, Garcia, the answer to their power shortage. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, they're, they're, they're hitting is still a problem. They're, they're strong up the middle. Um, their, their corners aren't great. It's, 
it's the sta it's starting pitching, which is great, but that can only carry you so far. Agreed, agreed. Um, and Washington again, I think there's no hope. Yeah. Okay. I think the big disappointment here will be in the Braves will make the playoffs, but go out in the first round trying to defend their championship. That'll be my disappointment in this uh, division. Depends who they match up against. So I've got over unders. Did you give me your order? You gave me your order, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I got Atlanta, the Mets, Phillies. Yeah, you got the Mets and Phillies. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah we switched. Uh, so Braves, 90 and a half. I've got the over there. Yep, three. The Mets, 90 and a half. I've got them just under that myself. I did the exact same thing. The Phillies at 85 and a half. I've got them over that. I've got them in second place. So I've got, I, I've got them over, but only at 86. <laughs> I got Miami a uh, seventy-five and seventy-five and a half for Miami. I've got them over and, and maybe pushing the five hundred mark. I I have been doing the same thing. And Washington under seventy and a half. So far under. <laughs> There's got to be some really bad teams in both. You know, every division. Every division's got a team that could you know lose a hundred games for sure. Oh, easily or more. You don't think Nelson Cruz is the answer? So what depends on the question, Drew? We got to. <laughs> here's, here's their in infield Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco, and Alcides Escobar. Players nobody else wanted. That's their starting infield. Okay. Upside. Yeah, they're looking for the number one pick. You've got about four teams looking for the number one pick. Yep. And that's the problem with tanking, which we've already talked about. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Central, where I, just like last year, love. I mean, really love this year. The Milwaukee Brewers. Craig Council is one of the underrated managers in, in baseball. Uh, Burns and Woodward are, are really two top flight pitchers that we don't talk about enough. Um, it might come down to whether, you know, they get some uh, uh, rebound years out of uh, guys like Yelich and and uh, somebody else is skipping my mind at the moment, but uh, – I think this team is is still the classist division. I don't think there's three really bad teams in this division. I think, by the way, I think the only team that can can compete with the with the uh, uh, Brewers is going to be the Cardinals. Myself, and I'll let you speak. Yep, um, I got Milwaukee first. Um, yeah, I'm not sure Yelich is coming back. I mean, it looks like he's back in Marlins form and. He's just, as I, as I said numerous times, he's, he's hitting the ball hard, but he's hitting it into the ground. And it's, it's after a year, you're like, okay, maybe he'll fix it, but he hasn't. He didn't fix it in spring training. He didn't fix it last year. I, I'm not, I don't have high hopes for him, unfortunately, because he's a nice guy. Apparently. Yeah. Um, pitching staff, I mean, geez, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, Hauser, Lauer. They're number five guy to be number three on most teams. Bullpen, Hayter, Williams, Boxberger, Suter, Cousins. I mean, yeah. I love Hader, and I love the fact that Council uses Hader. Like I wish everybody would use their their closer, not every game, but he, he more often will use them when the game's on the line. If the game's on the line, the sixth inning, he's liable to bring Hader in, yeah. and that's what that's when you need him. You don't need him in the ninth with a three run lead. 
Yeah, council's a great manager. Actually, their GM's great too. I mean, it's top to bottom. There's again, oh, small market team. They're a small market team that's made it work. You know, you, you, you find who you can. Um, right now, their issue is uh, Urias is hurt. It's their third baseman. Uh, on the other hand, they may have resurrected Hiura. Uh, um, who was supposedly going to be a big star and then just couldn't just put it together. He's had a great spring. He fixed his, uh, his batting stance and that sort of thing. He could be really good. Long is good, but not always healthy. I mean, it's, and, and the Damas did a good job at short. So. Yeah, I like their defense uh, more than yeah. I like a lot of teams' defense. Here. That's the hallmark of these small market teams. Go for yeah. defense. Yeah. Good, Play good fundamental baseball, right? Pitch. Pitching, defense, and timely hitting. That's what still wins baseball games and championships. And they forget the defense makes your pitchers better. You know, that's what makes your staff look good is that these guys are getting to the ball and making the plays. So, you know, one hand washes the other. You know, I forget the term you used the other day, and I know it's it's, it's used a lot. To the three outcome, uh, what was it? The three true outcomes. Long strikeout. It's ruining baseball, and, and so many teams are building themselves around this, this, you know, this model. It's, it's, it's again. It's, it's. Who wants to watch that? You know, night after night, you don't want to watch that. I want to watch guys, you know, hit balls in gaps and run the bases. And I'm okay with a two to one baseball game. Let's well played, well pitched, good defense, timely hitting. I'm, I'm in my. I'm in I always home. love pitches. Uh, interestingly, Milwaukee picked up one of those in Brentford. Um, yeah, but he's a good, yeah. he's a good fielder. So at least he's got that. He's got that. Uh, the Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Yeah, right. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> of the National League. Uh, uh, we better pick him up. You know, I mean, the, no, the only pickup they did was. What's his name? McCutcheon. McCutcheon. I don't know what he's got left, though. More, so, more than Kane. <laughs> yeah. Before before we do our our standings here and over unders, why don't you pop out and pop back in, and then we'll uh, get a clear clear sound there. And as we wait for Drew, we're, we're finishing up the National League East. I'm sorry, National League Central, our last division to cover, and we'll get into the playoff picture here in a little bit. And we'll be here until nine o'clock, and we got it, or just about nine o'clock. So there, Drew's back. So let me give you my standings here. I got Milwaukee, St. Louis, <laughs> and then pretty far back, I think Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Another team I think that'll be really, really bad. Oh, okay. Um, so the surprise here will be Milwaukee, as I think Milwaukee, by the way, will be going to the World Series this year. That'll be really? my there. And disappointments, I think, will be uh, the Cubs. Uh, I know some people think the Cubs will do okay with Suzuki coming in and some other, you know. If you think if if you think um, Cliff Frazier's gonna Cliff Frazier's gonna help you out, you know, you weren't watching him play with the Yankees, and he needs to shut up too about the Yankees. And they gave you more chances, Clint. I went off on him in a vlog after he talked about the Yankees when they got rid of him, and I'm like, "You can just shut up, you know? How many chances do you have to get, and you blew them all." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus his concussions and all that. I mean, it's it wasn't a good good fit. No, he's, he's going to be another Sonny Gray as far as get him out of New York. And um, maybe he'll play great outside of New York. It's possible. It's possible. Maybe he'll really do well here. Anyway, give me your uh, standings here. Uh, well, I've got uh, St. Louis. You know, Milwaukee, St. Louis. Um, I'm still not understanding the Schilt firing. 
what happened there. Uh, he was a great manager. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Uh, so I think that actually hurts the team. Um, their outfield is probably the best outfield in baseball. Um, St. Yeah. Louis, it's certainly the best fielding outfield in baseball. Yeah. O'Neal's already shown he can hit. The other two are supposed to be able to hit. Uh, these guys are all prospects. They've been waiting on similar to what the Angels are doing, and they brought them all up, and they're it's it's a hell of an outfield. Uh, infield's not too shabby either, actually. And if and if DeJong could actually come back healthy, I mean, that's a hell of an infield. Um, so I, I think they're good. Again, their issue is going to be pitching. And it isn't so much that they don't have the arms, it's that the arms don't stay healthy. Um, so St. Louis is good there. I actually have maybe, Cincinnati. Henry does get uh, Medicare, I think, this year. So he'll have that going for him when he hurts <laughs> his hand. Uh, oh, yeah. And we have to mention Matt's, of course, because that's where he ended up. You yes, Carlos dropped his uh, prediction from 10 wins to four when he found out he was with the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I mean, did he learn something in Toronto? Yeah, he learned try to keep it on the ground, but he's still Stephen Matz. I mean, he's, yeah, no. Uh, I actually have Cincinnati third. Um, yeah, they've sold really? off, and, and it looks bad, but they still have some good pieces. And I'm really curious. Uh, they brought not one. Everyone's all excited about Hunter Green. They brought up two rookie pitchers. Nick Lodolo is their other prospect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One's a lefty, one's a righty. Um, would they have made it if they didn't have injuries to the arms they have? Eh, maybe not. Uh, but they're up now, and there's a name to watch. is Nick Lodolo, actually. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, good hitting catcher. I mean, they've got some pieces. India, rookie of the year. You know, so I think – it's not a great team by any stretch, but it's still, I think they're solid enough to be third compared to the other two. Um, Cubs. Oh my God. If you were an arm that ever pitched in the major leagues, they brought you on. Uh, Robertson, Givens, Martin, Norris, Chavez. I, I really, uh, this is their bullpen. Um, they're talking about Robertson being the closer. I'm like, yeah, okay, good. Um, and then you got the law firm, the law firm for their Miley, Smiley, and Strowman, you know, uh, trying to help out Hendricks. Meh. <laughs> this is no. Uh, Suzuki's going to have an adjustment period, as they all do when they first come over. I think he could be good, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Everyone's waiting for Ian Happ to do something. He never does. They're still oh, saddled dude. by Hayward contract. It's 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 not good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have them having a really bad year. And Pittsburgh's just Pittsburgh. I like I love Brian Hayes, but uh, other than that, I don't see a lot to get excited about in Pittsburgh. Other well, than uh, Reynolds, who will probably be out of town at the trade deadline. He's their biggest thing uh, that they could move. They've had talks with a number of teams about him already. Um, they're still playing shenanigans with contracts. Uh, their number two prospect, uh, who's ready to come up and has shown he hits balls a mile and over 100 miles an hour every time, O'Neill Cruz, their shortstop, they sent him back down again. Oh, he needs to work on a couple of things. The old saw about that. So they're playing games with that. He could improve the team. They don't have him up yet. He will be up, and he's a realistic possibility for rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, their other big prospect is a catcher who's not ready to come up yet. Um, but yeah, it's it's here's their starting outfield: Gamble, Allen, and Alfred. Really? 
Yeah, and the number one pitcher is Jose Quintana. So uh, yeah, it might but, be Mitch Keller, but really, well, <laughs> who cares? It matter, right? <laughs> it's, so, it's not pretty. They do yeah. have a closer that they could do something with, which is David Bednar. Mm-hmm. Um, how they get to him is a whole other matter. But, you know, peace here, peace there, but uh, ugly. To me, it's, a, again, another 100-loss candidate team here. So, yeah. Let's do our over-unders. We'll get to the comments that are in here, Carlos. I'll get to you, I promise. So, uh, Milwaukee, 89 and a half. I've got them over. I do as well. St. Louis, 85 and a half. I have got them over. I have them over. And in playoffs, I have them as well, by the way. Okay. I've got Chicago under 74 and a half, which I, I, as well. I do also. Pittsburgh under 64 and a half. I do. And I got Cincinnati under 74 and a half. I'm going to guess you're going the other way based I, on your time. I am here. going the other way on those guys. I think they, I mean, not significantly over that, but I think yeah. they can do a little more. I just think, you know, that I don't think this team's going to get off to a good start. I think Luis Castillo is going to get traded by the deadline, hopefully to New York, and maybe the Yankees will contend if they actually make a smart trade at yeah. the deadline this year. So. He's injured, so that's an issue. But that's why they brought up the rookies, so they can trade him. Before we move on here, I think I missed this one, Carlos. I'll put this up. McCann needs to step up with his bat when we were talking about the Mets. And it wasn't a great signing. There was a lot of talk when they did that that it wasn't going to be a great signing, and it's proven out that way. Uh, his framing skills aren't bad. Uh, the pitchers don't mind throwing to him, so that's a good thing. There's always yeah. the defensive side. But yeah, the bat hasn't been what they expected. And the central, Carlos, I'll tell you again, counsel's a manager. And you're stealing my thunder because I've got him winning the manager year award as well, which we'll get to. I do too, actually, but we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. Fuholtz is back with the Cardinals, and he'll say, can they? are they going to play him? Yeah, <laughs> against certain pitchers. Yeah, yeah, and him, he's going to platoon with the – who did they bring in? Dickerson, wasn't it? I think Corey Dickerson is yes. left in the side. Yes, yes. actually, I think Nutsbar is going to end up being as uh, doing the DH slot a lot too. Yeah, so Pujols is there to finish out his career as a Cardinal. That's about it. And, That's it. You know, enjoy it if you're a Cardinals fan. <laughs> he was a great player, and he stayed around too long. That's all. Yep. Reds are bringing back Chris Sabo and Eric Davis. So you, if they do, you might actually uh, be right with that prediction. <laughs> Pirates have needed new ownership since about 1979. And so I don't disagree there. And here's Carlos picks Milwaukee Cardinals, Reds, Cubs, and Pirates. I think that's the same as yours, isn't it? It is indeed. You're, I don't you're know if I should meat. be scared or not. You're dead meat now. <laughs> so uh, in the National League, our, here's my playoff selections just to recap. I've got the Dodgers at the nun, number one seed, Milwaukee with the number two, the Braves winning the East with the number three. Then I've got um, – I've got St. Louis at the four, the Phillies at five, and the Mets at six. Okay. I've got Dodgers first. I've got Braves second. I got Milwaukee third. And for the wild cards, I have the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Giants. So we swapped the Giants for the Phillies. Yep. All right. Interesting. So, Drew, before we do our playoff uh, predictions here, I'm going to ask you to pop out and pop back in again. You got it. And uh, as Drew does that, I'll get you guys ready. We've gone through all of our uh, divisional uh, analysis here and, and our over-unders, and we're going to do the playoffs. We're going to do the award winners. And if we have some time, we'll talk about some other stories that we might want to keep an eye on. All right, Drew. So 
national or the American League playoffs. So, you know, since we've got different teams playing each other, I, what I guess we'll do is just kind of we'll, we'll see who do you like getting through to the ALCS and the NLCS, okay? And then we'll do the World Series. So okay. I've, got, I've got in the American League Toronto against Houston in the ALCS. And I've got Milwaukee against the Dodgers in the NLCS. Okay. Um, I've got Houston. I've got Toronto. I lean Houston. It could be the White Sox. Um, but I lean Houston. So I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, I've got I do not, have Minnesota getting to the second round of the playoffs, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no. Just to, I don't even have them making the playoffs. Just, so. to, <laughs> just to inch myself a little further out on the on – the, on that limb, yeah. Ledge, yeah. <laughs> um, National League, I've got actually Braves Dodgers again. Braves Dodgers, Milwaukee's my pick. I've got Milwaukee and Toronto facing off in the World Series. Um, two teams that have been close, had an opportunities in the last five, six, seven years at different times, and never been able to get over the hump. Maybe even a little longer than that. With I mean, Toronto's been up and down. Milwaukee's had some really good teams recently. This team, to me, is built similar to the Braves were built last year. I see similarities. And um, I just think they're going to surprise. And I do think Milwaukee will win that World Series. Okay. Um, I love Milwaukee. And I love their management. I love what they do. I love the players that they bring on and fix. Um, The issue I've got is that there's no depth. And if any of their guys get injured, it's it's an issue. I mean, they're they're one of those teams. And again, I love teams built on pitching. It worked for the Giants. Uh, the problem is, if any of those arms go, you better have something to back them up. Um, Milwaukee, actually, we haven't mentioned. Allen Ashby is a prospect, and they had him up. He had he did mm-hmm. pitch a little last year. They have him in the bullpen as the long man, but he can pop in, and that's a nice backup for Milwaukee. Um, but I, I just. Milwaukee needs all the parts to work at the same time. And if any part goes, they're in danger. And that's what scares me about them. So who's your ultimate uh, World Series? And uh, I, I got Dodgers, Toronto. I got, yeah. And the, winner, Toronto. and the winner is? I got Toronto. I'm going Toronto all the way. <laughs> Toronto wins the World Series in, in Drew Ehrlich's world, and Milwaukee wins in mine. Who wins in the real world? Who knows? <laughs> Probably not those guys. But one thing I did pick last year, and I got to keep hanging my hat, is I did pick the Braves. You did, but every other prediction I had was wrong. So I don't Pretty know much. if I'm using it or not. So. <laughs> some of them were ugly. Let's go through some of the award winners here, quick. Um, and I, there's a couple other topics I want to touch on if we have time. Okay. So in the American League, uh, let's do the Rookie of the League in both leagues. Or start. Yeah, we'll start with the Rookie of the League, Rookie of the Year, but, uh, the American League. To me, it comes down to Bobby Witt. Maybe Torkelson uh, from Detroit will uh, uh, get in the mix. Uh, anybody? What are your thoughts? Anybody else you see there? Uh, Witt's an obvious one. Um, he's now that Rodriguez is up. Uh, Julio Rodriguez on Seattle. That that could throw a wrench into it. Um, again, watch out for Matt Brash of Seattle, the pitcher. Um, I'm leaning Witt, but when you have the number one and two prospect up in the same league, it's going to be a fight. In the national league, I'm going to put myself back out on a limb again, because I know you think it takes some time to adjust, but I remember 
thinking Hideki Matsui is never going to make it in this league. And he had a great rookie year and he had a great career. And I'm going to take Suzuki to win the National League uh, rookie of the year. Okay. I actually have O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop that they're playing contract games with on Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, that being said, if C.J. Abrams makes the team in San Diego and sticks, it could be him. Good, good, uh, good outside picks as well. Let's go to the uh, MVP in the American League. I'm going to go out on my limb again because we got some issues, and we'll talk about this in a second. Aaron Judge is going to win the American League MVP. Yankees aren't going to win the the, the the division or make the playoffs in my mind, but I do think he wins. If not, it's going to be maybe Vlad. Uh, Vlad's you know obviously going to be a contender because he's just a monster. He's just a great player. What are your thoughts on the American Yeah, League? I got Vlad. I mean, you'll see with virtually every one of these, I've got options. And yeah. I don't yeah. have an option for MVP. <laughs> you know, Franco could get himself uh Franco could get himself in the in the mix if if Tampa Bay does well and he, he continues to progress, he might get in the conversation at the end of the year. He well. could. I still think it's a little early. I saw, you know, hints of what he could do, but I also saw hints of things that were holding him back last year. It depends on the growth curve. Um, yeah. I think his MVP year might be next year. Yeah. In the National League, you know, I think surrounded by all the bats in, in the lineup, I think Bryce Harper is going to have a monster year again this year. And I think Bryce Harper is the odds-on favorite to be the MVP. An outside guy to watch for is Francisco Lindor. Interesting. Um, I expect Lindor to bounce back, but I wasn't expecting him to bounce back that high. You know, uh, I – MVP I have should be Juan Soto. I think he's the best player in the league. Um, but it won't be because he has no help. Uh, I mean, what he does on a bad team is amazing. Uh, but I actually have, and here's my sleeper, is Castellanos. I think the numbers he's going to put up in Philly are going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I heard you say that when we were talking about it. I think, do think he'll put up good numbers. But, you know, defense matters too, and I think he, I, that guy's going to kick it around in the outfield. He just, if his numbers are that good, people overlook it. Yeah, just to touch on this, uh, Neil says if Judge is the MVP, they'll be in a postseason. My problem is he can't play He can't play all three outfield positions, and he can't pitch. <laughs> Those are legitimate concerns. <laughs> And Vlad should have been the MVP last year. I won't argue with that point. Vlad had a great year last year. Great, great, great year last year. Uh, Cy Young Award. This, I think it's going to be uh, uh, Giolito from uh, uh, the White Sox. I think will be the. Uh, he'll definitely be a contender if he doesn't win it. Um, if the Yankees do do well, uh, you know Garrett Cole is going to get consideration because look at. Cole and Judge are going to have huge years. My problem, that's not, but the problem is that's, I don't see anybody else having huge years. Right, right. I actually have Cole as, as a likelihood. Um, but my backup is on the same team as Giolito, but it ain't Giolito. I actually have Dylan Cease as a possibility. I think the kid might put it together. I haven't got to the National. Oh, I did get to the National League. No, not Yelich. No. That's, a, that's the great thing about the Brewers is there's not an MVP candidate there probably. Maybe Cy Young Accord, uh, you know, Burns and Woodward could put themselves in a conversation for for the Cy Young. Woodruff. What'd I say? Woodward. Oh, God. Bob, yeah, I watched Bob Woodward the other day on uh, Meet the, uh, Space of Nation, I think, so. 
Who's saying what Carlos say here? Yelich will be the MVP. Really? Well, the, I guess you're counting on him to come way back because it's been a long time since he's been an MVP. Type. I like Yelich too, but it's been a long time since he's been an MVP type, MVP type player. Um, managers of the year, our last award we'll talk about. The American League have two names Rocco Baldelli and a guy you might agree with in because of your pick with Detroit, A.J. Hinch. I got A.J. Hinch. I also have Charlie Montoya. Uh, Montoya, yeah. If they, win, if they win 100 games or something, it's going to be hard. And That's that's the confidence, but otherwise I got Hinch. And in National League, Craig Council's going to – I think he's the only name I wrote down. I did write down Don Mattingly just as a sentimental thing. If they, you know, if that team somehow finishes over 500, he should be the manager of the year. But I've got Council on the list, but I also – so uh, you know, Showalter's got to be on the list. You're right. You know, I I didn't put him on my list, but given what I said, if they perform and make the playoffs and advance in the playoffs, I don't. Well, I guess it doesn't really count in the playoffs. They've already done the voting. Correct. But still, if he's got this team back in the postseason, changes the culture like we think he will, then he's going to get consideration for sure. Oh, yeah. oh, definitely. Um. So that's our all of our picks. I do have a couple of stories uh, I did want to get get into a little bit. Let's talk about, um, and I've talked about this on my shows a little bit. Uh, let me see what one more comment here from on Yelich. He's I don't know. He's had two years to do it. He needs to work us. He needs to change something about what he's doing at the plate because he's just killing the right now. If Buck sucks, fire him. Well, that, that's the first manager you've asked to get fired, Carlos. This is the longest you've ever gone on one of my shows saying somebody should get should get fired. Uh, uh, you know what? Before we get into our stories to look at, pop out one more time, Drew, and let's see if we can get through this last little segment here. You got it. All right, guys. So we've covered a lot of stuff, and now we're going to talk about a couple stories. I'm going to start with one big one um, I'm going to cover with Drew which has been on top of my mind. So, Drew, the first story I want to talk about is Yankees and Aaron Judge, and this is a big story, and I think this is going to get done before opening day. He's turned down, reportedly turned down, you know, six years, $30 million a year. I think this is going to get done for like seven seven years and, you know, just maybe around $33, $34 million. I think before opening day it's going to happen. That gives us only a couple days. But I do think they got to get it done. I think they got to get it done because he's the face of the franchise, and you can't let this guy hit the open market because you're going to pay him a lot more than $34 million in seven years if he hits the open market. He's proved guys who say he doesn't stay healthy, he's been hurt, but he's played five years. And if I take out the COVID year, he's played four, and he's finished second, fifth, and 12th in the MVP voting. Don't tell me he doesn't deserve to get paid. While the Yankees are paying Carlos uh, Stanton and they're paying A-Rod and they're paying all these guys, they forever, going back to George, they love other people's players more than they love their own. That's the issue is they've never – they don't want to set a precedent of paying a lot of money to hold on to one of their own. Um, they've always had that issue. Uh, the belt actually the Beltron comment is interesting because, you know, there was a question, did he let something out of the bag? I think he, he might. Have. Um, obviously, they're working on it. Obviously, they want him. Do they want him enough to give him what he wants? I mean, let's face it. Corey Sager, nice player, 
good peripherals is with all these new stats that are out there. He looks good on paper. Hasn't stayed healthy yet. Look at the money he's making. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how how do you justify that and not justify it for Judge? You can't. Um, are they going to get it done? I, I have my doubts that they're going to get it done before the season starts. I'd uh, like to see them do it. I think it would be smart at this point, but I, I have my doubts, actually. I think if they don't, he hits the market after the year because he said he's not talking after the season starts. Well, so. a lot of them do, and, you know, that doesn't mean his agent isn't. Well, I agree, but <laughs> I just – uh, you know, I want him to play baseball. I don't want him negotiating contracts. I don't even want him thinking about it. Whether his agent's negotiating for him or not, it's still something he's got to deal with. Right. So if I'm a player, I, I take the same stance. I want this done or I'm putting it out of my mind and I'm just going to play baseball. And a lot of them do. And, you know, you know, all of a sudden he gets hurt or has a bad year. That's the risk you take. Um, you know, we'll see. I have my doubts only because of Yankee history. Yeah, me too. I mean, look at they almost they, they told Jeter to go find a better contract. They almost let Bernie Williams go to the Red Sox. They let Andy Pettit walk away. And that, that's just in the last, you know, 10 years. They've been very consistent and not in a good way. You know, so again, and and what kind of messages that send to the kids coming up? That when you know, when it's time for you to get paid, don't come looking to us. Correct. You're gonna make big bucks going somewhere else. <laughs> Neil says Cashman has to get it done this year. He's done. You know, he's already gotten about five years too long, Neil, in my mind. I mean, this guy hasn't won a World Series since 2009. One World Series since 2000 and what? Yeah, since 2001, they won one World Series. This is a New York Yankees. This isn't Tampa Bay or Kansas City. How do you stay in that job for this long with that kind of track record? And he's had opportunities to get it done with others, and he's still there. So, you know. Oh, God, it's so frustrating for me. If you can't tell. No, I couldn't tell. Oh, God. What other stories are, you know, injuries are going to be a big story this year because of the shortened spring training. Obviously, Already talk- are. Yeah, we talked about the expanded um, rosters and Yankees carrying 16 pitchers uh, early in the year, and I think a lot of teams are going to do that type of thing. Most of them are. We'll see starters going four innings here in the beginning of the season. That's all they're pitching now. You're lucky if they get in three, you know, uh, in spring training. So what, are they all of a sudden going to push them up to six and seven? No. So, you know, you need expanded bullpens. That's where they're putting most of the extra people. Cashman's wheeling. You're right. He brought in Shelby Miller. That was an awesome uh, move for them. Shelby Miller, who was a good pitcher once 10 years ago. Oh, God, please, Carlos. Um, what, what, I want to get into a couple. I, I'm, I'm, how about the rule changes? So we still got the ghost runner, which I think is awful. I mean, I do not understand. Stop telling me it's about player safety and, you know, the length of games. You know, games should play. The thing about baseball that's always been great is there is no clock. Now, should they speed up the games so 19 games don't take four hours? Well, yes. But there's rules in the rule book that you can just enforce, and the game will naturally take its course and be two hours, two and a half hours. You could get there. Play the game the way it's supposed to be played and enforce the rules that are in the book. Yep. Yep. I, I hate this. You know, they're just trying to shorten the games, mainly because they're mostly night games. So, obviously, if it goes into extra innings, now nobody's going to be watching which means they can't sell ad revenue. Uh, So that's the issue. Uh, You know, it's right up there with the bigger base. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, then, you know, treat me like an adult and tell me that's the issue. Don't tell me it's for player safety, please. Fair enough. You know, uh, you know, everything's Bigger for their bases? safety. Yeah. Bigger bases are for player safety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Uh, they, got a, they got a better deal from some other manufacturer for the bases. That's what that's. You know, eliminating the shift. Rather than teaching guys, listen, if they're all over here on the right side, how about you hit it over there on the left side where there is nobody? That's the way you should get rid of the shift. Not put in legis- not legislate it out of the game. You know, and again, all of these rules, Joey Gallo says, well, it's not fair that I got to hit into, you know, nine guys. Well, how about you don't hit where they are, Joey? Right. I'm See, you're treating the system because everyone forgot the shifts were, I mean, there were shifts way back. Even Ted Williams, Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's not like it's a new thing, but recently everything shifted. I mean, that's how Atlanta got to the playoffs, actually. They didn't shift for the first two months, and then they they were the most shifting team in the majors. And all of a sudden they, they succeeded. So the shifts came on because the hitters are three true outcomes. Yeah. And they, they're pulling or whatever. And, you know, if the hitters change what they're doing, then the shifts will go away. That's why they came here in the first place. And every rule that's been put into baseball since 1968 has been done in favor of the offense. Everyone. Lower the mound, make the ballpark smaller, DHs. Now they take away the spike tack, and, you know, because the pitchers found a little edge, we take that away from them. You know, spread out the fielders. Don't, you know, change everything just so the pitchers can't have any advantage at all. Chicks love the long ball. Remember they that campaign? <laughs> it's a true. Right, Maddox. And, then, you know, and you're like, okay. They may, but that's the, the art is in the fielding and the pitchers. That's where the no. art was. I mean, I guess like the biggest story in my mind is can baseball survive Rob Manfred in general? This guy's been a disaster in my mind every step of the way. Yeah, except that the owners want it to go along with it. The players union approves it. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's about it's all about the money. It's always about the money. How does it affect us? Yeah, well, when TV start getting clicked off, that that's going to affect the bottom line. And these Billionaires are going to turn into multi-millionaires, and the millionaires will turn into smaller millionaires, I guess. But is it really going to matter at the end of the day? No. I still love the game. Yes, I bitch and moan about it a lot here, but that's what I do. I bitch and moan about a lot of stuff. I love the game. I want it to be better. It didn't need – you're fixing something that wasn't broken. That's my problem. Right. You know, so anyway. Yeah, it wasn't always one-sided, but it's always one-sided. Agreed. Agreed. Listen, Drew, I've enjoyed having you today. We had a lot of fun Thank the last you. couple hours. Had a lot of fun with you guys uh, going back and forth. Neil, thanks for stopping in. Carlos, as always, even though you're refused to call Craig, Craig Council a manager. Love having you guys here. Alan, I know you're gone. Thanks for coming in. Rick, I think you might have bugged out on us, bugged out on us but... Guys, whoever I missed, I apologize. I appreciate you guys watching. I thank all the groups that allow me to share this. I thank Drew for coming in and sharing this couple hours with me. We'll see where we are, and I promise you this year we'll schedule a, a halfway point. I'm going to put this stuff right here where I can keep at it. We'll, we'll kind of regroup and see where we're at, where we're at and what we might want to change at the halfway point, Drew. That'll be fun. <laughs> and we'll go from there. So a lot of fun tonight. 
I appreciate everybody for watching. Keith Engel for the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. Don't forget to catch us tomorrow. We got our college sports huddle. Lots to talk about with the NCAA championship football. Spring football is right around the corner. And we'll be back. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. Keith Engel out. Bye. Thanks a lot.